We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. Thank you very much, Jay, and greetings, everyone. It is good to have you, and as we begin today, I'd like for us to go back to our childhood and remember that as a child, one voice that would stop you dead in your tracks, warn you of dinner time, and the announcement to come home was always that commanding voice of mom or dad. No matter what we were involved in, the voice of a parent always seemed to alter those plans. Again, it was a commanding voice we all recognized. In a moment, I want us to think about another voice we should recognize. Back in just a moment. First of all, we appreciate your listening today. And from time to time, we'd like to appeal to our audience to take a moment and to go like and follow the International Gospel Hour at Facebook and at Instagram. You can also follow us on Twitter at our underscore gospel. And you can keep up with the latest works we're involved in, where the International Gospel Hour will be in your area. There are the occasions that I am preaching and I am uh, worshiping and helping congregations that would be in your area. We hope that you will come and pay us a visit when the International Gospel Hour is there. Again, like our page at Facebook, Instagram, and follow us on Twitter at our underscore gospel. Now let's talk about the other voice we should recognize. The voice, speaking of God in Hebrews 3, 7, and 8, Today, if you will hear His voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the day of trial in the wilderness. Much more, folks, the voice of our God should be more commanding than that of our parents. Look at several in the Scriptures who heard the voice of God in their reaction. In Genesis 3 and verse 8, Adam and Eve heard, and they hid. In Genesis 6, beginning with verse 13, Noah heard, and he obeyed. In Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, Abram heard, and he departed. In 1 Samuel 3 and verse 10, Samuel heard, and he answered. In Job 38 and verse 1, Job heard, and he listened. In Matthew 17 and verse 6, Peter, James, and John heard, and they were afraid. Now, these individuals literally heard the voice of God. And today on this broadcast, we are affirming hearing the voice of God through the revealed source for us today, the Scripture. You see, dear friends, there are sincere, well-meaning individuals who claim to literally hear God or God spoke to me. Well, listen to Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 that says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, hath of these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. For the Wayne Jackson of the Christian Courier observed the following. Since the book of Hebrews presents a contrast between Jehovah's revel- revelatory methods, I should say, of the past, embracing both patriarchal and mosaic ages, and his mode of communication in this age, it follows naturally that the inspired writer of Hebrews is affirming that today, 
in this final dispensation of time, the Lord is not speaking by dreams, visions, etc., but exclusively by means of Christ through the New Covenant Scriptures. Note some of the evidence that supports this conclusion. The Lord Jesus did not encourage His followers to seek a direct communication from God throughout all time. Instead, He affirmed that the teaching which came from Him would guide them to life, John 6.63, and by His Word men would be judged on the last day, John 12.48. Further, He indicated that His teaching ultimately would be conveyed through His apostles or other inspired persons, Luke 10.16, Matthew 10.19-20, and and Acts 2.42. Second, when the noble people of Berea wanted to know the truth regarding the Christian religion, they did not wait for a voice from God to answer their concerns. Rather, they examined the Scriptures to determine the truth of the apostolic message, Acts 17.11. Number three, Paul affirmed that by a study of the Scriptures, one would have sufficient information to furnish him completely for the accomplishment of every good work needed for the Christian life, 2 Timothy 3.16-17. and 17. If the Scriptures furnish one completely, he needs no direct audio message from the Lord. And number four, Jude explicitly affirms that the gospel system called the faith in Jude 3 and parallel passages of Galatians 1.23 and 1 Timothy 5.8 was once for all delivered unto the saints. The expression once for all translates the Greek term hapax, which means once for all time. It is used of what is so done as to be of perpetual validity and never need repetition. The definition there, Thayer's Greek-English Lexicon of the New Testament, page 54. There is no need, therefore, for ongoing direct communication from God. Brother Jackson concludes, Finally, there is a very obvious flaw in the assertion that the Lord is speaking directly to people today. Such a view allows anyone to fabricate out of thin air any claim he or she wishes, with no demonstrative means available of either confirming or exposing the statement. How many times have we read shocking newspaper stories where some evil person has murdered a fellow, all the while claiming that God told him to commit the brutality? Does God condemn murder in the Scriptures, yet sanction such in a direct conversation with some some delusory soul? If one wishes to know the will of God on a subject, he must search the Holy Scriptures. This is the only source of sacred information relative to things that are spiritual. See 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. We appreciate Brother Jackson's thoughts on that. And that is from thechristiancourier.com under questions. And the question, does God speak directly today? How should we respond when we hear the voice of God through Scripture? Well, as in our text, when you hear the voice of God, harden not your heart. As mentioned in Hebrews 3, 7, and 8, it is repeated again in Hebrews 4, 7. Again, he limited a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. To harden the heart means it's a heart that is dried up or stiff. Nothing can penetrate it. There's no feeling. There's no effect. And immediately one like Pharaoh comes to mind from Exodus 6 and verse 15 and 1 Samuel 6 and verse 6. He had that hardened heart. A hardened heart experiences no joy, no challenge, no nothing. No one prospers. Concerning God and man's relationship, 
He is wise in heart and mighty in strength. Who hath hardened himself against him and hath prospered? We're not going to get anywhere with a hardened heart. No healing can happen. Think about Matthew 15, or rather Matthew 13 in verse 15, and think of a real heart in its application. When one's real heart fails to do as it should, life is limited and life will eventually end. Listen to this verse. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. Beloved friends, a heart that resists the beauty of the message of Christ is not a heart that we will want to have to face our Lord in judgment. For a brief moment, dear friends, just a brief moment, allow your heart and mind to think of how much better your life can be if we just soften that heart. Secondly, when you hear the voice of God, come unto God. Isaiah 55, 3, Incline your ear and come unto me. Hear and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. In Matthew 11, beginning with verse 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, folks, this is the response one should have. When God calls through his word, answer. For in God in Christ, according to Colossians 2 and verse 3, are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Kind listener, would you love to learn more of this wonderful treasure, the wisdom and knowledge of God? We at the International Gospel Hour offer absolutely free a Bible study course by mail so you can study at your own pace and work on that heart. Just call us toll free at 1-855-IGH-6988. That's 1-855-444-6988 and your free Bible course will come your way. Just give us your name, address, and just say, I want the Bible course and we'll send it to you. That's 1-855-IGH-6988. And now, Let's conclude our thoughts quickly on when you hear the voice of God. Dear friends, when you hear that voice of God through Scripture, understand the urgency. Notice from our lesson text from Hebrews 3, 7, and 8 the word today. Today, if you will hear His voice. Not tomorrow, not yesterday, but today. Isaiah 55, 6. Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call you upon Him while He is near. James chapter 4, verse 13 teaches the importance of of how we view tomorrow. Go to now ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year, and buy and sell and get gain, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time, and then vanisheth away. For that you ought to say, If the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. Can we not see such an urgency? Today is the day. Tomorrow may be too late. Dear friends, when you hear the voice of God through Scripture, no longer harden your heart. Listen for just a moment, and then come unto God. Understand the urgency. We see that all things are granted unto us that pertain to life and godliness, Second Peter 1, three. When we hear the voice of God through Scripture, let's answer, for what He has to say is wonderful. Dear friends, 
Let us hear the voice of God through His Word. Let us be what God would have us to be. He sent His only begotten Son to die for us, John 3.16. Let us study. Let us seek more of Him. Let us hear from you. Let's continue our studies together here on the International Gospel Hour. And let's press onward and let's grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hey, dear friends, thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie, and keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series, by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com.